Podcasts from the Cat. Voices and sounds from Crew and Nantwich. On Business Brunch today, we're pleased to welcome a director from one of South Cheshire's largest employers. The county group now has offices across England and Wales, and Mark Hallam is the operations director. Mark, welcome to the Cat. Good morning, Des. Uh, Mark, the, the county group is now one of the UK's largest independent insurance brokers. So uh, talk us through some of the milestones since the company's inception. Um, yes, yeah, so I think there's been, there's been a few milestones, as, as you can imagine, over the, over the past 17 years. Probably the first, the first big one was back in 2013 when we acquired JSW Insurance based in Limedale, uh, Melton Mowbray and Halifax. They had branches. And that was sort of a big, a big step for the group in terms of um, the size and and footprint, um, and really stepping into the commercial insurance arena. So that was quite a significant milestone. Um, probably the second one was 2016 uh, when the group moved past 50 million pounds in premium. Uh, that point there, moving over 200 members of staff. So quite a milestone. And then more recently, 2018 was was the investment um, of, from Go- Global Risk Partners, so the GRP Group, um, and that sort of sat alongside the group celebrating its 15th anniversary. And also, uh, the beginning of the year after, we we sort of moved and grew above 100 million pounds in premium. So it's been a steady growth over the past 17 years um, and it's been sort of an exciting journey for, for the group and, and everyone who's sort of been part of that. And, and as you're growing, clearly the number of staff are growing with you. Yeah. How, yeah. What kind of problems does that present in, in, in regard to training and, and bringing them on board, on board and using county group systems? Um, in terms of training and development and we've just recently taken on a, a new training development manager um, in in August um, which has been a, a major sort of step forward for us in terms of uh, ensuring that, that all our colleagues receive ongoing development and training and sort of um, are kept up to date with regulatory requirements uh, product product developments etc um, and develop their own individual personal skills so yeah, so we've we sort of invested a lot in that um, and are looking to develop that more and sort of really provide a career for, for people who, who join the group. And of course, you, you've got the issue of, of um, joining the IT together. Does that present you with big problems? Um, not necessarily, no. Um, they're, they're projects that are run. So each branch, when we come to integrate the IT systems, we, we have a dedicated project team. Um, that will that will work through that, uh, that will manage that integration, um, sort of at the front end in respect of these IT systems. But then ensuring that once once migrated and integrated, that that the colleagues on site receive the the correct support, the correct training. So it's not a big change, but for individuals who've worked certain ways for a long time, it, it could be considered. They would consider it quite a big change. So so we ensure that we we've got plenty of support. Um, to help them through those first couple of weeks, um, which, are, which are critical. But yeah, it's, it's quite a big, it's quite a big undertaking to migrate the branches. But we we have a plan to do that, and we systematically work through it.
Yeah, I can see you. It's a, a well-trodden path, as you might say. Yeah, um, yes, true. What, what would be some of the major issues you come up against <clears throat> that you've got to overcome? The, the major challenges we have is supporting the colleagues who, who are going through the change. So the changes to the way they've worked for a long period of time. Um, whilst <clears throat> it may seem, like like I've already said, like it may seem quite minor to to some people but but for those going through it it, it can be quite major so we have to ensure that we, we support those every step of the way and, and support people um, to ensure that that they understand the change and appreciate that it is to to improve their sort of efficiencies and effectiveness and obviously integrate them into the, the wider group Okay, the, the, the company's witnessed considerable growth and has doubled in size over the past few years. So could you explain how you plan for this level of growth and how you ensure, more importantly, that it's sustainable? So in terms of planning for the growth, I think the growth, the, the major growth that we achieve is obviously through the acquisition of, of, of businesses across across the country including as, as you sort of mentioned at the start including Wales so the businesses themselves that we acquire are, are already self-sufficient businesses they, they run successfully in their own right for a long period of time um, so when we acquire them they're already successfully ran um, the, the people the vendors who, who own those businesses uh, stay with them they still manage them with the same people and and what we do at county is is we we sort of just add, add add additional services to what they already have so we have additional support for them we have additional insurer partners um etc additional products that we can offer marketing support so in terms of the sustainability of growth we're acquiring successful businesses in own in their own right and we don't fundamentally change those um, we enhance them and and support them um, so in terms of being able to maintain that level of growth it, it is it's quite quite straightforward to do providing the businesses that you're bu are buying are are successful and sustainable in their own right which which goes obviously through a very rigorous due diligence process to ensure that that, that is the case so, as you say, once you've identified a potential new acquisition, what kind yeah. of leading period is involved in due diligence? Um, that process can vary, really, dependent upon dependent on the the, the business that that we're looking at. Um, but on average, probably it's, it's a three to six month process. So it is quite a lengthy lengthy process that that we undertake. And have you ever been in a position where you've you've gone down the road and eventually decided not to take it forward? Oh, absolutely, yes, yeah. absolutely. That happens more more than more than probably the other way that things may may come along that are unexpected or not quite as as we would like, and and therefore, yes, we would we would potentially not not progress that. Today, we're talking to Mark Hallam, the operations director from the County Group. Mark, according to your website, the county group now has 10 departments, over 330 employees and 31 shops. So share with us how your executive ensures that it continues to run as a well-oiled machine. 
I think to enable us to run as a well-oiled machine, we need good people, um, good people throughout throughout the business um, at management level, under management level. It's having good people, good communicators throughout the business. I think if you've if you've got good people in place, then it helps. It helps with your messages. It helps with your objectives and helps you to achieve ultimately the goal, which is to deliver great service to to our clients both existing and hopefully new ones in the future so a part of having a, a well-oiled machine is having well-trained and i know we've touched on it earlier well-trained and informed staff so is that something that's ongoing absolutely yes it's consistently ongoing um it, Personal development is is an on ongoing thing for all of us every day. We, I think that keeps everybody stimulated, everybody um, engaged with with their role. If if every day you've got the ability to to learn something, learn something new, or learn some learn to do something you do currently a little bit better. But no, I think I think the training development of your people is is key to the success of any business and any organisation. And, and how do you motivate the staff to ensure that their that their personal development remains consistently progressive? Um, I think that comes through with regular engagement, regular engagement with with each member of staff, regular one-to-one sessions, regular sort of discussions. Keep talking to them if they're struggling, maybe in an area. Be you know, be aware of that. Ultimately having good managers in place and managers that can manage and develop develop their people uh, that's the key to any success in, in any business any organization mark as the the company continues to grow so do your responsibilities as operations director so share with us what it takes to be successful at this level i think probably it's quite quite a simple answer really and and one that sort of um, carries on from from sort of the previous previous question is is having a good team, having good people around, um, having a good team who can help deliver the deliver the objectives that, that I'm set and and under the areas that I look after. Um, without without good people, it, it would be impossible. It would be impossible to do so. So no, my success is is down to the the team I have and how good they are, and and they are very very good. And at that level, do you use a, a third party to help you choose new staff? Or do you choose from your existing pool? In terms of recruiting recruiting yeah. members of in, staff? In terms of um, recruitment, yeah. Right, OK. So it, it varies, really. It varies on the role. It varies on the, the skill set required for the role. If you need a specialist skill set, then that might not be within the current the current employees that you have. But it all depends. It really depends on the, on the candidates, the role you're looking to to recruit into, and what skills you're after. So it's I, I would say it just depends. There's no there's no single way. This is a podcast from the Cat. Today we're talking to Mark Hallam, who's the operations director at the County Group here in Crewe. Mark, part of your mission statement details how you help your employees to achieve excellence. So tell us how you maintain this level of customer service and, more importantly, how you keep hold of your most valuable asset, your employees. We, we maintain excellent levels of customer service by having 
local businesses that that are close to the, their communities. Uh, the, the the colleagues who work in those those sites live locally. They know the locality, um, and they know the people who who they're de- who they're sort of dealing with ev- every day. They know them personally. So so maintaining excellent customer service. It's uh, it's all about lo- locality, local local service, and that that's a real differentiator for the county group when compared to sort of the, the competition who operate through call centers and over the internet. And in terms of, in terms of our employees, as I've mentioned earlier, it's, it's investing in their, in their development, investing in their sort of ongoing development as, as people, um, as individuals, and ensuring that you fulfill their, their needs and what they need and uh, what they require to sort of develop through their insurance career. So some national companies might want a consistent level of customer service um, so that no matter where you went in the country, you would get exactly the same response from, from a staff member. Are you saying that yours is slightly different to that? I would say to that question that that's saying that every single person is the same. So what's excellent customer service to me may not be excellent customer service to you. Every person's individual. And therefore, I think having local face-to-face service, it gives you, gives you that individuality. Whilst, yes, whilst it's important that, that we say the right things to customers from a regulatory perspective, we want to be individual with our customers. Every, everybody's different. Everybody has different expectations. Everybody expects different things. And you can only fulfill that through a personal local service you, and face-to-face. You, I don't think you can fulfill that through a call centre that's hundreds of miles away. Mark, um, despite continuous government intervention and unprecedented amounts of financial support. The the current circumstances have continued to wreak havoc on the um, on the business world. So share with us how the county group have coped with lockdown and, and how you've adapted to the new normal. Undoubtedly, I think when we went into lockdown back back in March, um, I think it was a lot of unknowns really in terms of what what it would mean for the industri- in insurance sector. Um, and how that would impact the insurance sector. You could argue that what the, there may not have been a big impact because all the businesses still need insurance, everybody's car still needs insurance, everybody's house needs, still needs insurance, and just because we're in lockdown, that, that doesn't change. But what we definitely saw was some impacts to some lines of our business because of the lockdown, predominantly our, our taxi, our taxi centre and our bus and coach centre, they were, they were heavily hit because fundamentally taxi drivers and bus and coach companies weren't trading over that period and their vehicles were off the road. So, so we did see a big impact to our business there. Um, but in terms of the, the rest of our business, it's, it sort of continued, continued as is, but albeit working from home. Um, I think what we noticed over, over time was a lot of our colleagues were keen to get back into the branches to start to to see to see their colleagues again to to have that workplace environment to be working and to seeing their client again um and certainly as as 
as the country started to open up back end of June, July, our branches were very, very keen to reopen. And, and in July, we, we reopened and the new normal was was ensuring our our premises were all COVID secure, which which they which they are. Um, we spent a lot of time and, and money to ensure that, that they were safe environments for all our colleagues and, and all of them are. And we've been able to welcome everybody back into the branches in a safe environment. And, and the business has, has bounced back from, from that, those couple of months in lockdown. So it's been a challenge, personally. If I ever see another Zoom call again, I will, I, will, <laughs> I think I'll die. <laughs> I have personal feelings about it. I don't think Zoom is the future. Um, I don't think working from home is the future. I think it needs to be a mix of both. And it needs to be part of your work, not not your entirety. As a personal, as a personal view, um, sort of, I like to to meet people. I like to talk to people. I don't like to do it over a, over a sort of Zoom call or anything like that. So yeah, so it's been it's been challenging for lot, for lots of reasons, and it continues to be challenging. Obviously, uh, following the the news in Wales, we've had to shut our, our Welsh branches for the for these two weeks. So again, our colleagues have have, have had to had to start working from home again. And I'd, I'd like to probably take this opportunity to thank ABC Technology for all the work they do in terms of ensuring that all of our 330 colleagues have the capability to work from home over what's been a very, very trying period and continues to be. Yeah, but I'm not quite sure what the new normal is, if I'm being honest. Well, moving on from that, are there there any changes that you've implemented as a result of the current circumstances that you will continue to embed in your uh, business systems? No, not really. I think the only the only thing that that it's probably shown us is that that maybe there's there's a better balance between some people being able to work from work from home for certain for certain roles and for certain sort of areas of the business. What what it's probably shown us more than ever, ever is that the importance of of being part of a team, the importance of being around your colleagues, the importance of seeing your customers face to face has been made more important than than the other way i think so so i think i think the learnings fundamentally is that actually personal personal face to face contact is is a big positive and and enhances our our business and and should be uh, welcomed and embraced rather than sort of moving the other way and and taking it down a, a remote remote route i don't think that's the way to go at all certainly not i think some levels of business need face-to-face meetings and uh, you're quite right you're listening to business brunch and today we're talking to mark hallam the operations director at the county group here in crew mike bruce the chief executive of your parent company global risk partners has said that county are proof positive of how our hub and spoke strategy creates value for all our stakeholders. So share with us how this strategy was developed and, and what the future holds for the county group. I think the strategy was, has, has been developed and has been the same for a number of years, um, sort of uh, 15 years as, as the county group has, has been founded and, and developed. Um, and it's a strategy that, that was obviously part of Dave Clapp's 
foundation for, for the business and how it will grow. It's the acquisition of, of very successful uh, small businesses um, that are allowed to, to continue to trade in their, in their same location with the same name above the door, with the same staff in the same, in the same office. Um, and continue the way they do. And, and what you do as a business is you support them and you enhance them with additional support, additional uh, products, um, additional insurer partners, um, and actually add value to their business and not sort of go in and almost destroy it as such, which, which can happen with, with some acquisitions and actually take the, take the heartbeat out of, out of the business um, we we allow that business to continue to to grow and and flourish and give it a foundation to do that. Um, and the future the future of the counter group is is incredibly bright. We have a pipeline of of, of new opportunities and new new potential acquisitions, and we will continue to explore them with with the support of of GRP to convert as many of those into new new county branches as, as we can. That's our objective. Um, and we want to continue to grow and, and flourish. So over a 12 month period, or a 24 month period, whatever the, uh, your short term consists of, how yeah. many new branches would you expect to, to open? Um, so we've opened, obviously, we've opened two new branches this year, um, which has been sort of it's been a challenge, even, but even through even through the COVID environment we're all in at the moment, we've still managed to complete two acquisitions. Last year, we completed on on four acquisitions. So generally, we I think the target or objective is to complete on four to five acquisitions a year. So over the next two years, if we were to be able to get eight to ten new 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 branches and new opportunities that would be fantastic and, and that would be a, a target for us. It represents considerable growth. Uh, amongst others, yeah. the, the county group sponsors Shrewsbury Town Football Club uh, and Nantwich Cricket Club and also supports the RNLI and um, CVS Toy Appeal. It's unlikely that sports clubs and community groups would survive without the support from the business sector. So, Tell us how you decide uh, who you support year on year. It's supporting our local branches and our local communities. So, so be that sports clubs, be that fate, whatever it may be, um, local local charities. It's it's in connection with with the local branches and and what they feel is is a a good thing to support locally and how that will raise raise awareness of the county group um, uh, whilst doing that alongside supporting very worthwhile causes um, and very worthwhile sports clubs. It's an incredibly tough time for, for any amateur sports club at the moment and, and any small support that we can offer at the county group to help them through this period, you know, we're more than delighted to, to do and, and help them. Um, and also help them with save money in other areas. You know, we can look at their own insurance policies and, and look to save them money on there. So not only do we help by sponsoring them, but also help by saving them money, hopefully, on their insurance. So it's, it's 
something we always explore um, and we're always sort of keen to, to look at. Do you consciously get the staff heavily involved in, in this or do they do it naturally? Um, it's it's sort of we get we get requests from from staff and and branches all the time for different parts of sponsorship and support in different different things. Um, so it's something that we we always actively actively doing. So Mark, it's it's been a real pleasure talking to you this morning on the cat and and hearing how the ins and outs of how. Uh, covid has affected insurance or not as the case may be and um how you are continuing to grow and it clearly a, a great asset to our local community because of the number of people you employ so should any of our yeah. listeners want to contact you uh, where can they find more information about the county group um they can go to our website uh com, and they'll can find any any information um, about the group on there. Mark, thanks very much for coming on The Cat today. Thank you very much, Des. Thank you. Go to listen.thisisthecat.com for more podcasts and more ways to listen.